Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. How is everybody holding up in this quarantine? I am doing my best. I am like really struggling these past two weeks, though. So let's just have some fun. How about that? Let's take a deep breath, let's release it slow, and let's relax a little bit, talk about the hills, talk about some other stuff that happened. I mean, I want to talk about that Zoom call with Kelsey Ballerini, and I'm probably going to talk about that before we even get into the episode of the hills, and I'm so excited. So yeah, I am going to talk about what happened on Friday night. So I actually joined a Zoom call with my friend Katie and a couple of our other friends, and they ended up leaving, um, a few of them left. So Katie was like, invite some followers, Kelly. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I put it in my story. And it started off with Kirsten. I'm sorry. It's either Kirsten or Kirsten from Toronto. And we also had Heather from Denver. They both joined. And it was cool. Like, it was cool getting to talk to them, getting to know them. A few followers, like, jumped in and out, didn't really stay because they were like, holy shit, these people are way drunker than we expected. Eventually, what happened was it was Katie Taylor, Heather... And this guy, hmm, what was his name? It was either, it was Rob. I believe his name was Rob. We were all just talking and Katie was like, I DM'd Kelsey Ballerini and told her to join. And we were all kind of like, ha ha ha, okay, like whatever. So about maybe a half hour passed, maybe a little longer than that, I'm not sure. But about, I'm going to say half hour, half hour passed. And all of a sudden we see somebody joining and it was Nicole Dean is what the name said. So as it's popping up, I'm like, who the fuck's Nicole? Like, who is this Nicole? Is it a follower? And when it popped up, it was Kelsey Ballerini. And it was so cool. She hung out for like six minutes, not a super long time, but enough for us just to talk. And I think we all handled it pretty well. I asked her about the merch. I'm like, you wear my Dunzo sweater. I'm Laguna Biatch. And it was kind of funny. She's like, yeah, it's like a hoodie without the hood. And I'm like, yeah, it's called a crew neck. (laughs) Like I had to correct her. I don't know. I shouldn't have done that. But anyway, I did. And it was really cool. She was super down to earth. So, I mean, if, if, you, if you like country and pop music, you should probably listen to Cal- Kelsey Ballerini. But no, it was probably one of the coolest moments that I've had in a very long time. And I never thought drinking a White Claw with Kelsey Ballerini was on my bucket list. But it was. I mean, <laughs> I was able to write it down and cross it off immediately. But I'm hoping to do more Zooms. It was actually really cool. After Kelsey left... We invited some more people. The legendary Courtney Mayo joined. Again, if you follow me for a while, you know that not only am I a big Kelsey Ballerini fan, I am a huge Courtney Mayo fan. I love that girl. And we've become like actual friends through this page and everything. So that was really cool. But she ended up joining our friend Megan, who's also a follower. If you were around during the live days, M Potty, she joined. And then I can't remember everybody's name. We had a follower join from Austin, Texas. I believe her name was Julie. And then we had a follower join from South America and one from Pakistan. So it was like really cool that there were so many people from all around the world just in this chat. And we were all having a great time. We were all drinking, having fun. So again, I hope that I can do more Zooms. I'm going to probably have to buy my own account because I love it. Like if you are missing your friends FaceTime's great, but I highly recommend Zoom. Um, You can play like games on your laptop. You can share the screen and play games on your laptop. And it's just a good ass time. So yeah, that is how Kelsey Ballerini joined the live, the live, the Zoom, I apologize. And I mean, like I said, things have been tough and I feel like it's okay to say that. We're all going through this together. And I know that that sounds like, like I said, the last podcast, I'm like, it sounds lame. Like we're all in this together. It's like, no, we actually are really all in this together. We're all living this global pandemic together. And it's kind of scary because I just heard Nashville want, or Tennessee, I don't know if Nashville will, but they want to open on May 1st. And I am somebody 
who is ready to go out, right? Like I've been living alone. (laughs) I haven't left my apartment except to go to like the grocery store or to pick up these foster cats or drop them off somewhere. But other than that, I really haven't left or done anything. I have, um, me and my friends, we started dropping things off to one another, like little um, care packages. So that's something we've done. But again, I drop it at the doorstep walk to my car, they'll open the door, we'll say hi just for like a moment, and then we're off. But I do think May 1st is really early to open, and I'm nervous that if they do that, we are going to end up having an even worse second wave of this. And I know we're all here to talk about the hills and pop culture, but I just want to put it out there. I said it last um, podcast as well, but I just want to say thank you to all the essential workers out there, whether you're a nurse, whether you're a doctor, whether you're cleaning at the hospital, whether you are working in a bank, whether you're, you know, what whatever you're doing, I appreciate you and you're on the front lines and it's really incredible to see how people have come together for this trying time. And I will talk about the stay-at-home concert that was on Saturday that Lady Gaga put together, but I'm going to talk about that after the episode. There have been a few times where I've done pop culture first, the Hills second, but I I don't know. I'm kind of uncomfortable doing that. So we are going to stick to what we know because there's so much chaos right now. I cannot handle any more change. So this episode is season three, episode two, and it's called Big Girls Don't Cry. And I want you to know how horrible it is that Amazon Prime does not have the original song, Big Girls Don't Cry. And I'm going to blame MTV for that because they likely didn't want to pay royalties. So even though it's great that we get like the um, intro, we get unwritten, we do not get Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie. And honestly, we deserve that. We deserve that as an audience. But this episode, we actually get to meet somebody very special. We get to meet Justin Bobby. And I always say I'm very lucky I got Justin Bobby before the reboot started because I don't think I would have gotten Justin Bobby at this rate. What's funny, so this is a fun little, this is a fun little story for you. I actually, the reason I ended up interviewing him is because his ex-girlfriend reached out to me through email and was like, do you want to do an interview with Justin Bobby? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to do an interview with Justin Bobby. So we planned all the logistics and after that live, he actually broke up with her like immediately. So that's a fun story. Anyway, (laughs) we start off with Spencer and Heidi at lunch and they're making, they're like mocking the fight with Lauren. Heidi's like, she's the craziest thing ever. That's the craziest thing. Her eyes were so huge. And Spencer jokes about how she's being brainwashed and she goes, ooh, what should I order, master? And he's like, ooh, it's such a cringy moment. Like these two make me want to throw up. But Heidi's upset about Audrina. Her exact words were, this is like between me and Lauren. You can go back to what you were doing, little lady. I like that she adds little lady. Like that's that's a very Heidi thing to do. I feel like even now, Heidi explaining something, she would definitely add little lady. But Heidi thinks Lauren was in a really bad relationship. She's like, so she's worried about me, but but you're great. I'm not worried about us at all. And, and maybe she's trying to be a good friend, but I don't know, her and... um. Spencer just kind of nods her his head like whatever like I'm over it which I get I get to a point like Spencer is being hated on and he doesn't want to hear it but then again he's also like not a great person from everything we've heard so far and Heidi's like we have to get stuff for the apartment we need more furniture and I want to paint it yellow and know what Spencer's response is this might be loud I'm telling you he goes ah ah no, we're not painting it yellow. So if you're not sure what episode this is, I hope you can kind of like put it in your head that this is a painting episode. So get ready for that craziness. Now we're back to the Lauren and Audrina apartment. 
So Lauren looks at Audrina and she's like, so so who's Justin? And let me say, if I was to answer this right now, like in 2020, how would I answer Justin Bobby? I'd be like, he's a hot guy who's awful and he looks really dirty, but he's very, I'm very into it. He's very filthy looking. He also speaks in riddles. So I think I'd be confused the whole time, but I'm very into him. That is exactly how I would describe the man, the myth, the legend. Justin Bobby. But how does Audrina answer? She's kind of like, we liked each other right away. Then she's like, we were always dating other people. (laughs) I don't know why that's Audrina's voice now. She kind of like has a little more pep in her step once Justin Bobby shows up. One thing you may not know is they actually met on a Madonna shoot. He was Madonna's stylist, I believe, but it was at Coyote. And yeah, so that's how they met. She was working the front desk there and I'm sure he gave her his number, very charming. I mean, he's doing Madonna's hair. He must be pretty cool at the time. So why did they stop dating? Lauren's like, how come you guys, what what happened? And she goes, well, <laughs> well, we were in Vegas and he wanted to go to strip club with his friends and, and I didn't want to go and he just left me. And <laughs> Lauren's like, don't date him. He abandoned you in Vegas. Don't date him. And she's like, it's not like I'm going to marry him. It's just a date. Yeah, okay. Listen, this is one moment where I'm like, yeah, Lauren has like the right intentions at this point. I don't think she's trying to be controlling. I think she's trying to be like, this dude abandoned you in Vegas and you still want to give him a chance? What the fuck's wrong with you, girl? And then Lauren says one of the most Lauren quotes of all time. She goes, I'm keeping my opinions to myself. They just get me in trouble. Me too, Lauren. Me too. I feel you, girl. But at the end, Lauren says she's like, are we going to go to level 40 or whatever it's called? They kept saying it, but I never wrote it down. And I'm very sorry. I dropped the ball. I dropped the pen on that one, guys, and my notepad. But now we're back at the Spidey apartment. And this is when Heidi walks in and Spencer has graffitied the whole apartment, which they've both said at this point is fake. Like now that it's, you know, not the hills. But at that time, they're trying to play it off as real. And he goes, I got us some art. And he says the dollar signs were his addition. Of course they were. Spencer grosses me out. (laughs) You guys know. You guys listen to this every week. You're like, yeah, we know, Kelly. Fucking cut it out. We know. But Heidi, like, hates it automatically. She just kind of looks at it and she's like, is this a joke? And Spencer says, it's a gift. He goes, it's a gift. Like, just like that, which is kind of funny. And then he drops the bomb that they're going to Santa Barbara for a romantic weekend getaway. How exciting for them. And remember, the Santa Barbara getaway is kind of where she decided she wanted to live with him and she didn't want to live with Lauren anymore. And that's when her and Lauren started getting, I mean, that's when Lauren and Audrina started getting closer because she got ditched by Heidi. Now we're at the JB and Audrina date and they're drinking wine and Justin Bobby doesn't know any of the food. Like, it's just kind of like a weird conversation. He's just kind of like, you look nice. You look great. Like, he's all like blinking his eyes are huge. I'm like, what are you on, bruh? But he's basically like, if you see something, you know, we'll get it. Because I don't know what any of this stuff says. We end up leaving the date and we go back to the Lauren's apartment and she's with Lo. So we're going to get low back and I'm very excited you guys know that I love low and Lauren she's annoyed at the moment and I kind of get it but I don't know if she's like worried or judging you know what I mean like I don't know if she's kind of like pissed or if she's worried or if she's judging because she says it's been two hours she said it would only be an hour and at this point I mean there was texting and stuff but I don't know how much more communication there was because honestly if one of my friends was like I'll be home in an hour and it's been two hours I'm gonna blow your phone up and be like hey are you okay So I don't know if really she was going to T9 that shit over and over and over again. Now, I honestly love this whole moment between Lo and Lauren because, again, we haven't had these moments for a while now. And this is kind of a longer audio clip, but I just love it. I just want to play it for you guys because it makes me happy. So get ready because I'm about to play it in three, 
too. He's abandoned her in Vegas. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, like, there's, like, that one person you always go back to. You'll date other people, but, like, you kind of want to run into them when you're out. And yeah, you see well, it's like somebody else. that you always have a crush on. Exactly. He's kind of that for her. Do you think that they're going to be boyfriend-girlfriend? You know what I'm <laughs> But, I mean, I'm all about second chances. I've done second chances. Yeah. Do you think people can really change, though? I think that everyone can change if the right person comes along, and I think that every girl wants to be the right person. Yeah. She wants to be, every girl wants to be the one girl that can change that guy. But why do you have to have a guy that you have to change? Don't you want to meet somebody that's good already? That's too easy. Honestly, that whole scene, I'm like, what a perfect script. I don't know if that was scripted. I'm going to say it was, because, I mean, what a line to deliver, like, why don't you, don't you want to meet someone who you don't have to change? And they're like, and Lauren's like, no, that's too easy. It's like, no, you don't want to change. Like, you shouldn't have to change somebody. But I mean, we, I feel like we've all done it. We've all dated people who maybe weren't the best for us. And we just had to kind of like realize it ourselves. I always wanted to change people. I wanted to help people. So that's why I went to al <laughs> But back to the date, we're with Justin, Bobby, and Audrina, and Justin's like, you look hot. And he seems odd, like, just to say the least, he seems odd. His eyes keep widening, and Audrina's like, you're ni- you're different now, you're nice now. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm nice now. Like, <laughs> I don't know what those voices are, but sometimes they just come to me. But now we're back to Low and LC, and let's talk about the origin of Justin Bobby's name. Um, Justin basically said he didn't want to be called Justin on the show. So he wanted to go by his middle name, Bobby. He's like, you know, I want to go by Bobby. Um, a lot of my friends actually did call me Bobby. And he also wanted some anonymity with the show. He didn't really care to be on television and all this stuff. But basically what happened was that was the greatest thing to ever happen to him. Let's be real about that. Lo and Lauren naming him that was like the best thing to ever happen to him. Now he's Justin Bobby and that is iconic forever. And I'm going to play another clip. I'm sorry. These clips aren't as clear as the ones in the past. I apologize about that. I'm trying to do better with them and trying to pick better clips. But for some reason, there's some noise in the background. I apologize. But this clip is going to be played. So get ready. Okay, his name's Justin. Yeah. But he like wants to change it to Bobby. Why? But people keep calling him Justin Bobby. We have to be nicer. Now I'm not going to lie. I'm going to play another clip. And it's going to be like the weird tension between Lauren, Lowe, Justin Bobby, and Audrina. Obviously, they're very rude to Justin Bobby. I will say that. Like, as funny as I think the scene is, I probably wouldn't have been pissed if I was in Justin Bobby's shoes as well. And one of my favorite parts of this whole scene is like the whole time he's just holding their cat. I just, I found that funny. He's just like holding the cat, kind of looking at them. So I am going to play that clip now. Well, this is Justin, Justin Love. Justin, Hi. I haven't met you before. Hi. Okay, Hi. look at that. It's what? nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. You took the sweater off of him. It's good. We're good. Too up. What was it called? Cobra and To be honest, in that situation, I would definitely be low. I would definitely be the little antagonizer. 
And then I probably feel bad about it and wonder if he was mad at me for the rest of my life because that's my problem. That's what I do. So Justin and Audrina go to Audrina's bedroom and Lo looks over at Lauren and she's like, do you think we hurt his feelings? And Lauren's like, he was not a fan of us. He didn't like us very much. And then it's awkward because Audrina is taking Justin Bobby to wherever they were going. She's like, we're going to head to, I'm going to call it Area 40 because I, again, I did not write it down, but she's like, we're going to head out to Area 40 um, now. And Lauren's like, you're not, you're going now? She's like, yeah, I'm going now. And it's just kind of like a weird conversation between the two of them. And Audrina and JB end up leaving. And Lauren kind of looks at Lo and Lo goes, I think Justin Bobby took your ticket. And she goes, yeah, you think? Again, I love the Lo and Lauren dynamic. I think it's so fun. And people are always like, are they still friends? And honestly, I have no idea. Maybe they have grown apart, but I don't think they're like enemies. I don't think anything's happened between them to make them like hate one another or anything. So it's the next morning and Lauren is making breakfast. Audrina walks into the kitchen and Audrina says she's going to give Justin another chance. Not not be a boyfriend, just a chance. She's like, I don't think we're going to date, but I just want to give him another chance. And Audrina mentions he wants to get to know Lauren better because she's like, I know what happened with Spencer and I do not want that to happen again, basically. And Lauren says she only knows bad things about Justin Bobby. Like that's the that's the issue in, you know, that's like with my friends, like sure, vent to me about your boyfriend. I don't care. Like I'm here for you. But if you only tell me bad things, obviously I'm not going to be like super fond of him. And Audrina goes, I wonder if he has any cute friends for you. And Lauren quickly, she goes, we have very different tastes different but the same and Audrina just goes always the bad boys (laughs) now the next scene we have Mr. Spencer driving Brody around and we find out that Spencer is going to propose and Brody's like it's been a year man what the fuck like you don't need to propose to her it's only been a year and Spencer says he'd marry her tomorrow in Vegas if he could and you know maybe they do have like a real connection and there is also that part of me that's like who else would have them like they are made for each other because who else would have them and you ready for what Brody's advice is it's very Brody advice he goes get married at 30 or 35 live your youth Brody Jenner of course he's gonna say that I mean he's what 36 now still dating 20 year olds he never wants to get married I mean he was married apparently but that wasn't even a legal marriage so I don't think we're ever gonna see Brody get married he may have a child but I don't know if he'll ever get married. So I just want to say during this conversation, they say bro, homie, and player an insane amount. Like, yo, bro, what are you doing, player? Like, you can't be a player, homie. It's it's very, I guess that's a California thing. I don't know. In Massachusetts, we don't really call, maybe bro. I get bro, but like, player? What's up, player? Why are you getting married, player? That's my Brody voice now, okay? But Brody, all he does, he's like, you're so (laughs) stupid. I can't do it. He's like, player, you're so stupid. (laughs) Like, You're only 23. He just keeps calling him stupid, basically. Now we're at Epic Records, and Audrina is, of course, talking to Kiara, which is her work wife, about Justin Bobby. And she's like, he wants to start over. Lauren doesn't like him because he hurt me. And I mean, yeah, yeah, again, again, if you want your friends to like your boyfriend, obviously you can tell them things that have happened, right? Like you want to be open and honest, but if it's all bad and also if somebody left you in Vegas because they wanted to go to a strip club, I'm probably not going to like them either. And then Audrina says like a very weird quote. She's like, I just have to learn the hard way. I can't listen to people in their cautions. All right. All right, Audrina, you, you calm down over there putting your hair in a ponytail like you're about to fight somebody. I know you got that neck tattoo. I know you can throw down. But Audrina basically, she admits, she's like, I've been single for like two or three years and I just want a boyfriend. 
Didn't she say her and Justin weren't going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Now we're back to Spencer and Brody going ring shopping. And where they go is like the equivalent of a charming Charlie's, right? Like it is not in jewelry store. It's a very, it's charming Charlie's. That's exactly what it is. Um, And Spencer, he's like, what's the most high-end stuff? I want to get like the most high-end stuff. And he ends up looking at a ring. Uh, It's pretty huge. And he goes, this is some J-Lo Kobe rings. And he puts it on and he's ready to get engaged. He's like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. And right when he gets the receipt, he rips it up because he goes, there's no return in this. There's no return in this bad boy. But looking back, I mean, even if this was kind of a staged fake moment, like he, he was ready. He was like, hell yeah, I'll do this for the show. I'll do whatever I can to make this show a hit. So for that, Spencer, I do thank you. Look at me. I'm growing so much as a person during this quarantine. I haven't left my house in five weeks and now I want to make amends with Spencer Pratt. So Spencer and Heidi are on their way to Santa Barbara and there's really no dialogue. They kind of, she's like, what's my surprise? And he's like, uh, nothing, basically. It's a very quick moment. And then we see Lauren driving down a street we're very familiar with, the main street of Laguna Beach. And Lauren is back at the Conrad Castle. We see our girl Kathy Conrad and we also find out that Lauren likes the middle of her tomatoes cut out. So that's something we learn. Um, Kathy's like making a sandwich or something. And she's like, do you want me to cut the middle out? And she goes, yes, mommy. <sighs> All right. Yeah. And But Kathy's like, that's what a mom does. Like, you're supposed to do that. I don't know if I don't eat tomatoes, really. It's weird because I like ketchup and tomato sauce, but I can't eat. I can't get into the whole like full tomato vibe. I don't know. That's a, that's all my food podcast. <laughs> But Lauren, basically, she's like, I wanted to get out of L.A. People are so fake there, and I just needed to get away. Kathy asks about Audrina, then says she's worried about all these events, that would, and it would harden Lauren. She's basically like, you know, you've had so many things happen to you. I don't want you to get hard from all this, which I think is very beautiful motherly advice. And then Kathy just kind of lets her know that people get caught up in L.A., and Lauren's like, yeah, but the people who've done me dirty didn't grow up in L.A., and she's like, that doesn't matter. They're still in L.A. They're still caught up in all the, you know, the glitz, the glam, the fame. They're caught up in all of that. And obviously, like, Kathy can't be like, yeah, well, they're getting paid a shit ton from MTV now. So people are going to change. Now we are at Santa Barbara. We're back in Santa Barbara. It's kind of going back and forth because it's funny. She's like, people change, mom. So many people have changed. And then it's like Spencer and Heidi. So obviously we're trying to get that vibe. Like Heidi's changed a lot. And I agree. Heidi did change a lot. So I get why production would want to do that. But I'm going to play the audio from the proposal. It is the worst proposal I've ever heard in my life. So get ready. Oh, in all seriousness, you're pretty much the most amazing I've ever met my whole life, and that's so real. And every single day I'm with you, I really am happier every day. And I, it's so real that every time I wake up next to you, I'm just like, oh, you're there, yay! You're still there. I want to spend the rest of my life with you, so thank God peace for you. I love you. I love you more. I really do. Now, remember, even going back to last season, Spencer always loves Heidi more than Heidi loves Spencer. Spencer will not let her forget that he loves her and puts up with a lot because of her. And like looking back on that, I'm like, ew, gross, Spencer. But after that proposal, it's very weird. Like even Heidi's reaction, it's kind of like, oh my God, but I don't even know if that was like a genuine proposal or if they knew that they needed to do something to spice up season three. I would not put it past Spidey. Again, thank you for doing these things. But it's also kind of funny because I feel like they feel like they won because they're still married. But Lauren, like, doesn't talk about them. So why does it matter? 
But we're back to Laguna, and Kathy's very worried about Lauren. She's like, stay focused, do your thing, you're gonna be great. Thank you, Kathy Conrad, I needed those words in this time. I mean, Kathy just seems like a fantastic mom. But Lauren's kind of nodding her head, and she's, you know, standing on the balcony, looking off into the distance. And I remember watching this for the first time, and I was like, oh my god, she's not gonna go back. She's not going to go back to L.A. She's going to be in Laguna forever. No, she goes back to L.A. And Spencer and Heidi are engaged. So I actually am really excited because I don't remember the episode after they get engaged. I don't remember that at all. And I'm just excited to watch this play out because there are moments where I'm like, oh, my God, this is like the first time I'm watching this show all over again. It's a lot of fun. There's no Whitney in this episode, which I noticed. But also I forgot to mention, like during the last little montage, it's like Spidey on the beach. Lauren looking out over the kingdom because she's in the Conrad Castle looking over the kingdom of Laguna Beach. And then we have Audrina and Justin Bobby riding his motorcycle. So that is where we're at. That's what's going on. And that is episode two of season three of The Hills, motherfucker. Now I promise some Ellen talk because I feel like 2020 is also going to be the year that Ellen DeGeneres is taken down. (laughs) Um, If you really love Ellen... I'm sorry, you're going to be hit with some facts. Well, maybe facts. You're going to hit with a lot of stories that seem to all kind of correlate with each other. And of course, some of them may not be real. I'm not going to say they're all real. Just like the blinds, you can't take everything you read as truth. But I will say there are enough stories to make you kind of wonder about it. But Saturday night, Lady Gaga put together a concert, a concert at home, which I'm super excited about. Like, I love that. I love that so many singers are getting together and doing this. Um, there, I, the one thing I didn't like though, it seemed like they had like professional camera crews there and we're all supposed to be, you know, isolating social distancing. And it just kind of seemed that way. There were a few that did seem like they could have been filmed on a like iPhone, but I don't know. I don't know. It just kind of like rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. I don't know. Is that weird to say? I mean, I do think Taylor's was filmed on an iPhone. I do think, um, Sean and Camilla Cabello's could have been, um, filmed on an iPhone. I'm trying to even remember who else was there. That's bad. Um, But I feel like even with like the Celine Dion one and maybe the Lady Gaga one, I'm sure she just had like a ring light and her phone right there. But I don't know. But anyway, the Celine Dion one was incredible when it was her, Andrea Pacelli, Lady Gaga, and I forget the pianist's name. I apologize about that. But they all did incredible. And let's talk about my favorite Hollywood couple, Sean and Camilla. So someone was like, why would they be quarantining together if they're not a real couple? Well, let me tell you a story, okay? Obviously, they have to do that so they can continue the charade of being a real couple. I will never, ever, ever think these two are anything more than publicity. And it's so funny that I feel like their performance on that Global Citizens, it was very like, we just rolled out of bed. This has been romantic. This has been a romantic quarantine together. There were like uh, candles everywhere. And I was just like, guys, stop it. Stop. Give it up. We know. We know the truth that you guys aren't a couple. So stop it. I don't know if you guys felt that way. I just felt like they were trying really, really hard to push that on us. And there's no need for it. Like, just just stop. But I will say that their publicists and agents should should be getting a huge raise. Because they're all over the place during this quarantine. And they're even getting a ton of paparazzi shots. I thought Taylor's performance was great. You guys knew I was going to say that anyway. But such a sad song, such a beautiful song. And it's funny, she has this line. It says, holy orange bottles, each night I pray to you. And someone DM me, they're like, what are are holy orange bottles? They're prescription bottles, like the, the little prescription pill bottles. They're orange. And that is what she's referring to. Because obviously people who are sick have to go through a lot of those orange 
bottles. I feel like these podcasts are going to be short because I don't really have much else to talk about. I mean, even pop culture has been pretty quiet for the most part. I've talked to you about my Zoom, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, so apparently Demi Lovato's fake Instagram, which is like a Demi Lovato fan page, was leaked, but it has been confirmed that it was not real. And you know what? As much as Demi gets under my skin, like as much as Demi annoys me, I feel like the internet gets pretty rude to her pretty quick. Like they like to mess with her because 99% of the time they get a reaction from her, which is really fucked up. I don't think the spotlight is a great place for Demi Lovato to be in. I do think that she should really just step away, honestly. Like she's so talented and it's so sad to say that, but I do think she should step away. Also, speaking of stepping away from the spotlight, Britney Spears posted a video Dancing to uh, Filthy by Justin Timberlake. I'm sorry, what the fuck, girl? And the caption's like, we shook the world 20 years ago with our breakup, but this song's a bop. She probably didn't say bop, but I'm gonna say bop. And Justin Timberlake commented on with like crying faces, emojis. And I'm like, what is happening? I mean, I don't think Britney runs her own social media. I know like some people think that, but I seriously doubt that she has control over that, which is sad. Free Britney. I'm going to say that. Free Britney. Leave Britney alone. Let her live her life. I think in like an alternate universe, there is a Britney Spears who ended up staying married to that guy that she married in Vegas, Jason Alexander, who turned out to be not a good guy. So maybe not him, but she ended up marrying some guy and she lives in Kentwood, Louisiana, living her best life because I genuinely think that's what Britney wants. Again, it's somebody putting what they think Britney wants on Britney, but I do think that um, even if she never puts out another album... Britney changed the world. And I know someone's going to like roll their eyes at me for saying that. But I think Britney changed everything. Britney, you know, they, we have Madonna. We have big singers, pop stars. But Britney was different. Britney changed, changed the landscape for what the X factor is. And it's just, it's really sad to see what's happened to her. But I guess when you go through all that trauma as a child, like you have to do that. And I do think that she's been through a lot that we'll probably never know of. And maybe one day we will, but I don't think being like a kid in Hollywood, and she was only, what, 16 when she really got going, 16, 17. None of that's okay. I can remember it being a big deal that she was in a cat suit at like 18 for Oops, I Did It Again. She was always just so hypersexualized. It's really, it's really a fucking shame. But if you are bored, I want to tell you the Onyx tour and the Oops, I Did It Again tour are both on YouTube, so you can watch that. And that's like peak Britney. That's fucking incredible Britney. A few people have asked me to talk about the challenge, and I kind of haven't because there are still so many people on the challenge. I like to watch it. I mean, I watch every week, but I like it better when there aren't like 30 people there. I will say earmuffs if you haven't watched the challenge yet. Um, a spoiler is coming up. But I will say that I am happy that Jay beat CT. I love CT. Don't get me wrong. I think CT's funny, but dad bod CT isn't really great anymore. And I would love it if like Johnny Bananas wasn't on a season. I would love it. You know, Cara, Cara Maria, and Polly aren't on this season. It's fantastic. I mean, I do think that after like four seasons in a row, they should have to take a break. And you can take a break in any of those four seasons. Say if you do two seasons, take a break, come back for like four seasons, whatever you need to do. It just gets to be too much. Um, I do like Jay from Survivor. I never watched Survivor. It's probably a show I'd like. But I like him. I really like Maddie from Floribama Shore. I love Ashley. I know everyone hates Ashley, but I think she plays a really good game. 
um, Fessy. I don't know who Fessy is. I think he's from Big Brother, but he's fucking hot. I'm a big fan of him. You guys know I love Nani. I love Jenna. I mean, Jenna actually used to annoy me, but I like Jenna when she's not on the show with Zach. And one thing that really frustrates me is everybody loves Zach, right? When in reality, Zach sucks. Zach's the worst. Like, I'll never forget he was on a challenge and he said women are the lesser species. And it wouldn't surprise me if he still thinks that way. But he has some funny lines and I can't believe MTV completely like rebuilt his image after that because he was off the show for a few seasons, especially when he cheated on Jenna. But I don't know. I have a lot of challenge opinions. Maybe one day I'll just type them all out and like (laughs) and actually put them together and be like, okay, these are all my thoughts and feelings. These are my favorite seasons. These are my favorite cast members. These are my favorite couples. Maybe I'll do that. It's kind of crazy because obviously we're all in this pandemic. A lot of us are working from home. If you're not working from home, thank you for, you know, being on the front lines, doing all that. But I feel like I should be a lot more productive. Like I was ready to put out two podcasts a week. I'm ready to do all this content and stuff, but I'm tired, right? And I kept thinking, I'm like, you know, I think my I work in a toxic work environment. I think my boss is toxic. I will put it out there. And it's really hard because now it's in my own home, right? Like I used to be able to come home, chill out, relax. But now I can't do that. Now, like my laptop's here. It'll be like 630. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I have any emails. And I've been trying really hard not to do that anymore because I will actually lose my mind if I if I do that. Also, I want to just like put it out there. None of us are going to look great in bikinis this year, right? Like I've tried to do some home workouts. I try and do walks around my neighborhood and stuff, but I don't know. I just, again, it's one of those things. It's like, I should be doing this. I should be productive. And I'm just like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be productive. All right, that's enough of me rambling. Let's get down to business. Let's talk about some Ellen DeGeneres shit. So if you're not aware, there was this big Twitter thread that went around about how horrible Ellen DeGeneres is. So what's funny is probably, I don't know, my aunt has been, she passed away a while ago now, maybe like eight years. So let's say like 12 years ago, my aunt, she told me, she's like, Ellen DeGeneres isn't nice. And, you know, everyone thinks she's nice and all this stuff. And I'm like, how the fuck do you even know that? Like, like, you know what I mean? I shouldn't have doubted her because it seems to be that way. One thing I will say is I don't love how Ellen talks to a lot of her guests. And I think that's one of the reasons why, like, Taylor Swift wasn't on for a long time because all she did was really, like, harp on Taylor's relationships. I find it wild that she loves Justin Bieber so much, but in my opinion, Scooter probably pays a lot of money for that. There was this clip that was out about Celine Dion. Her son had really long hair. And Ellen's like, when are you going to cut his hair? And Celine's like, what are you talking about? You know, Celine's like, what do you mean? I'm not cutting his hair. And Ellen's like, yeah, but, you know, if, you know, his hair's getting pretty long. And and Celine just looked at her and she goes, he will cut his hair when he wants to cut his hair. I'm not going to tell him to cut his hair. I'm like, I fucking love you, Celine Dion. You put Ellen right in her place. But I feel like after the whole Dakota, um, I must say Dakota Fanning, Dakota Johnson thing with Ellen this past, I want to say December, people started noticing Ellen, right? They started noticing how she kind of like, She's not always cool with guests. In this specific one, she tried to like call Dakota out for not inviting her to her birthday party. She's like, you didn't invite me. And what does Dakota do? She goes, no, Ellen, I invited you. And she goes, ask anybody. And it turns out that she didn't, in fact, invite Ellen. And I feel like that was just kind of a moment where people were like, oh, maybe... Maybe she isn't as cool as she like puts off. I don't know. There's another clip that's floating around Twitter when Mariah Carey was pregnant. She didn't want to announce it yet, but Ellen kept trying to make her drink champagne. She kept being like, you know, if you're not pregnant, take a drink, take a drink. Cause there was a lot of speculation about that. I don't know if you guys really remember like the crazy Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon times. 
there was so much speculation about their relationship and when she got pregnant and all this stuff. And actually what happened was after she did that show, she ended up having a miscarriage. So not only did she have to like tell the world because Ellen was kind of pushing her to do it, she had a miscarriage a few weeks later. Now again, I, I'm sure, I know Ellen donates a lot of her money, right? She donates a lot of money to charity. She has done really great things. So I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, but she donates so much money. And I'm like, yeah, but that it doesn't mean you can be an asshole to people. I know this through a friend. She was styling Portia. Um, she was styling Ellen's wife, Portia. And basically after every style, after every makeup, hair, change, whatever, Portia would have to take pictures, send it to Ellen, and as long as Ellen approved it, then she could wear it. Again, very crazy, right? That's a nut. That's so insane. But I'm going to talk about the Twitter thread. And like I said, I take all this kind of with a grain of salt. Um, but I do think if some, if people are saying the same stories over and over and over again, there's probably some truth to it. So basically, the Twitter thread starts out saying, right now, we all need a little kindness. You know, like Ellen DeGeneres always talks about. She's actually notoriously one of the meanest people alive. Respond to this with the most insane stories you've heard about Ellen being mean, and I'll match everyone with $2 to the LA Food Bank. So he tweeted this on March 20th. So far, it's been retweeted 12.2 thousand times and has over 65,000 likes. And this is from a comedian named Kevin T. Porter. And I'm going to read just a few of the tweets. Like, I'm not going to go through all, all of them, obviously. But I would definitely say, look up what happened to Anne Hesh. Hesh? Hesh? I can't say her last name, but A-N-N-E-H-E-C-H-E. So get ready for this, okay? She has a sensitive nose, so everyone must chew gum from a bowl outside her office before talking to her. And if she thinks you smell that day, you have to go home and shower. And this is a second one. A new staff member was told every day she picks someone different to really hate. It's not your fault. It just, so just suck it up for that day and she'll be mean to someone else the next day. And they didn't believe it, but it ended up being true. And this one's like pretty, pretty sad. So he goes, oh boy, I have a few. A friend of mine told me about a custodian she knew who was fired because he was slightly autistic and forgot he wasn't allowed to look or speak to Ellen and he loved greeting everyone. Another friend of mine was a PA on her show when Russell Brand came into the break area to chat with the crew and hang out with everybody. Ellen came in and got mad at him, saying he didn't need to interact with these people. And that's why they, the guests have their own backstage area. Another one. My sister worked for the Ellen Show for two years. This is from her. I saw Ellen in hallways every day and would say hello, and she never once said hello back. She wouldn't smile. She wouldn't even acknowledge me at all for two whole seasons. And a lot of people want to say that Porsche is very nice. Like Ellen might not be nice, but Porsche is very nice. So this is a story that a few people retweeted saying they've heard the same thing. Somebody recently heard that Ellen was supposed to be a huge animal lover, has a bad habit of adopting really cute kittens and puppies, but as they get older, she'll get tired of them and force friends, family, or staff to adopt them. Kathy Griffin said when Joan Rivers died, Ellen refused to do a tribute to her because her comedy and Kathy's were the wrong kind too mean-spirited. I mean, let's be real. Kathy Griffin and Joan Rivers, yeah, they they were tough comics. Like, they'll say, like, mean things, but, I mean, they own it. It's kind of like Chelsea Handler, but Chelsea Handler's been on Ellen's show, which makes me curious. After working for Ellen for over five years, close friend left to have a baby and found a different job on a union network show. Ellen begged her to return, then fired her after one week, no reason given, and the friend struggled for a long time. But I've also heard of, you know, a lot of people 
um, they've gone to the show and like they'll get called up to go on to the show and Ellen will be like, don't hug me, don't touch me. Or if they do hug, it has to be like a very gentle hug and you need to freak the fuck out. If you don't freak the fuck out, you're not getting up on stage. So, I mean, like I said, just like read up on it a little bit, make your own opinions. But I will say I do think that there's some truth to this. It's been a it's been a thing going around Hollywood for a really long time. And I think that she can hide her meanness by donating money, which again is great to to donate and support different causes, but it's also like, shit, like be a nice human too. (laughs) So this is the last one um, I will read. An old friend worked on her lot and smiled and said good afternoon to her one day and she became unhinged, saying, who do you think you are? You don't look at me. She said Portia was with her and seemed embarrassed, tried to calm her down. And just so you know, I don't know if you listen to My Favorite Murder, Karen Kilgariff used to work for Ellen, and do you remember when they had the writer's strike? She refused to cross the picket line, and Ellen, like, blacklisted her from Hollywood. So that's why she ended up kind of becoming a podcaster, is because Ellen was making sure that she couldn't get a job anywhere. Allegedly. All allegedly, people. Let's not get crazy. This is all allegedly. But get ready. This, actually, this will be the last one I read. I wrote the for The Ellen Show in 2013 to express gratitude about her efforts for animals. The show rep called me and insinuated if I wanted to meet Ellen, I would have to basically shit my pants with excitement, not my style, and they hung up. I didn't want to go to the LA meet and greet anyway, though. So like I said, like, that's kind of what people have gotten. And apparently right now, um, obviously they can't film, so her staff is not being paid and she's refusing to really work with them. Again, that's a union thing. So I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe that's the issue. But it actually does bum me out that Ellen's not a nice person. And I feel like I just don't like her anymore. Like after I've read some of those things, she even said something about how being in pr- being quarantined feels like jail because you're always in your pajamas and it's gay or something weird like that. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Ellen. You live in the nicest house in the world. Obviously, obviously, no matter where you live, you can complain about being quarantined. I'm not saying you can't do that. But it's just kind of like, choose your words wisely. And of course, I'm sure someone wrote that for her and she said it and it fell flat. But I do think 2020 will be the year Ellen is taken down. (laughs) Why did I sound like so hyped about that? I sounded so excited. A follower asked me to do a deep dive about Jenna Dewan and Channing Tatum and why they broke up. Now, I don't have any deep dive worthy stuff, but from what I've read, what I've allegedly heard is that Channing was cheating on Jenna and she got an STD because he was cheating on her. And that was like the last straw. She couldn't do it anymore. So that's just what I've heard. I don't know how true it is. I don't know anything about that, but that's what the rumor has gone around that he cheated on Jenna a lot. He ended up getting an STD and gave it to his wife, then wife, I should say. Oh, this is actually something I can talk about. Morgan Wallen is allegedly having a very secret baby and I'm surprised TMZ or nobody's picked it up because Morgan's kind of becoming like a bigger name in country music at the moment. But allegedly he has a baby mama who's like posting all over crazy things on Instagram and she's like, you know, he's my, the father of my baby and she's posting pictures to like add up like that he is and they're actually engaged. If you look up like Morgan Wallen the Knot, they have a registry. So from what it seems like, he seems like he kind of got famous and forgot his roots a little bit, but this girl also seems really wild and out of her mind. So maybe one day we'll hear about Morgan Wallen being a dad. I'm guessing he probably wants to wait until get like a paternity test or something. But yeah, tell your friends that story. Maybe they'll be like, oh my God, no way. And then look up, um, look up Katie Smith and Morgan Wallen and you'll fall into a real deep hole 
Maybe, maybe you won't come out of it for a few hours, get you through quarantine a little bit longer. But that's all I got for you this week. Um, I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. Let's keep doing our best. Let's keep social distancing. Let's keep staying as strong as possible because this is hard on everybody. We're all in this together. We're all just trying to like make sure our heads don't explode. Um, thank you to everybody who is out there on the front lines working. I really appreciate that more than you know. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.